electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber. Futures pretty steady here as earnings season continues to heat up. J&J, Lockheed, Hasbro. Tonight, of course, Netflix, IBM. Got some relief in energy prices today, but yields close to three-year highs. Our roadmap begins with continued economic headwinds. The IMF lowering its global growth outlook and why St. Louis Fed President Bullard is not ruling out a giant rate hike. Plus, masks are out. A federal judge overturns the CDC's requirements for public transportation, with airlines quickly moving to make masks optional. And Apollo, well, it's uh, going to be there potentially if Musk follows through to help finance a deal. We'll talk about what's going on, the latest in Twitter and Musk and everything else coming up. Meanwhile, as we said, the IMF just releasing its latest world economic outlook, saying that global economic prospects have worsened significantly since its last update in January, in large part due to the war in Ukraine. The organization now forecasting global growth of 3.6 this year, cuts to its projections for the U.S., China, and the euro area. Stay tuned for Sarah Eisen's first on CNBC interview with the IMF's chief economist in the next hour, even as uh, B of A, another a uh, growth target cut for China, Jim, because of the lockdowns over there. Uh, look, I don't know how they're going to be able to do these numbers. I mean, Europe is much worse than we realize, and they need about 6 million barrels of oil just to have their numbers. They're, they're lucky to get half that. Uh, China, the lockdowns extending to more city claim that Shanghai is going to be open. But the, the a number of ships, if you want, listen to the J.B. Hunt call. You understand, not only is China shut down, but the ships are just piling up. They say you can't see the water. And, and David, you know, we're the strength. You remember the Bank of America call? We're the, like, we're the strength in this world. And uh, if you have Bullard get his way, we're not going to be the strength in this world. Why not? Well, you take rates to three and change. Then suddenly you've got our country losing its principal uh, growth, small to mid-sized uh, business growing, and what well, we know, housing is going to be crimped. But in the end, David, if we ta- if everybody takes rates up, and the war doesn't end, and the Chinese, if they took the J and J, they just took the J and J vaccine. You know they won't because it's totally political. I mean, it's available. You know it's available uh, I, and enough to be able to handle I, that country. I think uh, many of us are somewhat mystified at the continued Chinese policy of uh, zero COVID. It, it doesn't seem to make sense, even based on the data that they have in terms of at least if it's true about mm-hmm. serious outcomes. It just It's bizarre that they would choose to lose as much as they are on the economic side, not to mention, uh, not to mention just uh, upsetting a lot of people who are stuck in their apartments for days and weeks at a time and stockpiling food if they're lucky. I am hearing details of people who are locked in, who are uh, basically kind of just ready to it's kind of weird, but Jim, I want to know what you're hearing as well, though, large uh, uh, on supply chain overall. I mean, obviously, we know with Shanghai, there are issues. 
But I'm, you know, the, the sanctions against Russia, what comes out of that country, uh, and, and whether it's coal, whether it's anthracite coal, whether it's um, oil and gas, whether it's wheat from both Russia and, more importantly, oh, Ukraine. Corn. Uh, and corn. Now, that's food. But again, right. that's part of the supply chain. It's part of inflation. Right. Things don't seem to be getting a lot better. I'm going to counter that. Okay. J&J had huge packaging problems. It's why the consumer products were, were not what we thought. They say it's easy. Now, J&J arguably is uh, powerful, but uh, they tell me that everybody was cut short. And, uh, you know, Carl, if J&J is seeing an ease in packaging, that's going to be the beginning. Now, J.B. Hunt uh, contradicted the numbers that I got from uh, when I when I talk with the people from Uber. But that's because the spot rates are down. They admitted that. But the long rates are up. Now, again, that's supply chain. But what will happen is if they get the number of drivers and they're trying so hard to find more drivers. Oh, my God, it's impossible to find drivers. And you get the packaging better from J&J's outlook. Second half is going to be better. In terms of volume? Inflation. In terms of inflation. Inflation. And I look, I thought that Diana, her numbers, numbers today were all about multifamily, yep, yep, not right. about single family. So that's slowing. I continue to believe that J-PAL is going to be able to have a soft landing. And I think that that's completely uh, counter to what I keep reading. But what I'm reading is company after company saying, look, things are easing up. But at the same time, the inflation rate not really going down. But if they ease up, that's going to be make it so they don't have to keep raising prices. Right. We just need a cessation in raising prices. Uh, there does appear to be the appetite on the consumer's part, at least in, say, EVs, uh, to pay up for rising prices. And by the way, you mentioned Bullard, who right. appeared to say that uh, a 75 basis point hike is not completely off the table. Here's what he said. I would point out that the 1994 uh cycle uh, where we raised the policy rate 300 basis points in a year. Uh, First of all, that one was successful and did set up the U.S. economy for a stellar second half of the 1990s. And in that cycle, uh, there was a 75 basis point uh, increase at one point. Um, So I wouldn't rule it out. So he wants 3.5 by year end. And we're going to hear from Powell on Thursday. You think he blesses that? I think Powell's being given a lot of air cover by Bullard. Uh, he can do 50, and we can have a sigh of relief. Uh, when you look at the interest rates, just go up every, pretty much every day. And uh, when I look at what's happening, it, it, the consumer, according to Brian Moynihan, who's on bad money tonight, is so strong that if you want to slow this thing down, it, you got to do what Bullard's saying. I mean, this thing's a juggernaut. Well, our economy is a juggernaut. Right. But that does what? lead to stories like the one in the journal today, which basically says hot economy, rising inflation. The Fed has oh, never successfully that, fixed oh, the problem Oh, that's an Armageddon like story. They give you Armageddon. Well, all right. But, I mean, Janet Yellen was quoted as saying it will require skill and also good luck. One doesn't always want to have to rely on good when luck go to, to engineer casino, a soft David, landing. Good luck matters. Oh, no, it's the U.S. economy. Uh, and they had uh, Bob Rubin in 94. Remember, he called the bottom, he crushed the euro, and he crushed the dollar. Yeah, All right. I mean, and you've been talking about, you know, there was a time when you thought inflation was going to be transitory. I think at this point we've all given up on that. Well, you also didn't know that the war was going to break out, right? Look, the war is central to everybody's thinking because, 
you know, look, they made their bed with the Russians, the EU. And now the EU is just completely hung. In the meantime, they're financing the war. Uh, they're financing the ruble. Uh, it is rather amazing. I got some statistics about the war. I know, David, as you point out, we are a business ship. Yes, but we are, Jim. We sent, we sent, sent 40,000 howitzer shells to Ukraine. Now, in 1972, the Rough shelled a town called Anlock with 47,000 shells in three weeks. That's, again, you did 100 shells fired every 24 hours. You get 22 days of hard shelling for one city. Ukraine's fighting in seven cities. So don't think that, that our country is necessarily a, making it so that, that Ukraine will, will win. No, but we have given them $3 billion worth of arms in a very short amount of time. It's a pretty Dude, big that's number. Like a, it's like a day. You're okay. fighting in seven cities. I, I get it, but should it be $30 billion? I mean, again... We don't need to have this conversation here. It's not really germane. Well, it, it's germane if you think that we have to figure out when this war is going to end. Doesn't seem like anytime soon. Well, that's my point. So therefore, you have this destruction of the European economy. I don't even know how they. I don't know how they're going to produce it. I mean, but no, I don't know how they can produce it without a giant inflation. You got the big chemical companies there. I don't know what they're doing. What's their What's their feed? Kind of feed I don't know. Man. What do you hear about steel? I mentioned that because the price of anthracite coal has gone up three or four. I, I'm shocked uh, because uh, I, Russia basically uh, is the largest single exporter by far. Is yeah, a huge amount, of, and th- th- no and longer. Off. No one's buying. So their what's stuff. going on? What's going to happen with Newcor? Can they get a hold of it? What's Rio? What, 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 no, who's no, getting a hold of stuff to make steel? I mean, and by the way, scrap is really hard to come by that's too. Right, but Newcor needs that. Look, I mean, caught sixty point game from Newcor. Took it for the the club, the trust. I left a lot of money on the table. It's unbelievable. Well, once the cycle starts going, this is a super cycle, David. The only one I've I ever it, seen. But Carl mentioned the price so, of EVs. People seem to take it. Well, Still 10% goes into a lot of, of world, stuff. 10% of those sales were EV this month. This last month. That's pretty good. I'm very happy about That's that. getting there, yeah. Uh, larger than it's been in the past. Yep. Um, meanwhile, we do have this Florida judge and uh, a federal judge in Florida striking down the national mask mandate covering airlines, airports, public transportation, saying the CDC overstepped its authority in issuing that order. As a result, the TSA, as you know, no longer enforcing the mandate at airports. Nation's airlines have ended their requirements. The White House calling the judge's ruling a disappointing decision. Uh, but clearly, the major airlines, Jim, are, are applauding it, something they've been pushing for for a while. Oh, well. One of the things we have to remember is over and over again, airlines, we heard, uh, airlines are safe, pretty safe because the air circulates. Uh, And the airlines had to, you know, it's filibust, an excellent point. They became police, police people. And that, thank heaven, has ended. Don't forget also that there's a, uh, the whole experience of flying had changed because of the mass. Like, you were afraid to order a drink, and you didn't know what. I, David, I, I think this is a... Oh, you're going away. It's a long trip. Yeah. Well, without a mask, it might even be pleasant. Well, yeah, although it is, uh, I could certainly choose to wear one. And as you've said many times, if somebody next to me is coughing, I might oh, no, well no, want to No, no, you always want to carry a mask. Yeah. But remember, the thing about the mask that we keep getting wrong, it's you, you need them to stop. You don't get that much protection. You need them to stop. So what you do is you bring a mask for them. Mask policy continues to befuddle me at this point. It's about aerosol. 
Uh, no, I know, but I mean, you know, you're at a meeting somewhere, everybody has to wear a mask, then you go have lunch and everybody takes their masks off. Well, that's it's true. like, what's the point? How about young people? It's, it's, uh, they, they carry on like there's no, and it, they, they have a better time during the By the way, uh, Uber also today making masks right. optional. It reminded me of the day we sat here and wondered whether the handshake was we dead. go away. It's about two years. Yeah. And we literally it's said, over, are over people two years ever ago. going to hand, shake hands I've, again? I've cut the number of handshakes in half. That is not the way you transmit the virus, by the way, nor from surfaces. Right. No, it was, the, um, it was in the air the whole time. Yeah, but, but, uh, but why not do a fist bump anyway? I've always said that. It's the way you get a cold. And these days, a cold does seem to be a, okay, Dr. a symptom with, that is you know, potentially COVID. Then you get the test, and then you find out, oh, yeah, I have it, even though I don't feel sick. But i got to stay home now for five days. Or maybe it's ten days. I don't know. Do you talk Can to I ever go back to the Do you office? talk to yourself like that? I'm right on. I do. You know, There's I, a lot of remonstration. I didn't know that. I, I mutter to myself now a lot. Mumble is what my family says. I'm going to mumble. Become a mu- mumbler. I'm going to mumble at Musk gets it. Yeah, I don't know. What, what am I'm I going to be like Musk, in a few years? I'm mumbling at Musk gets it. <laughs> I wander the subways mumbling. People leave me alone. Anyway, they do. They stay away. You're frightening. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, I got a new twist in the Twitter Elon Musk saga. It involves Apollo. We'll get some details. Take a look at the pre-market here. Bunch of names to get to, obviously. Lockheed, Netflix tonight, Halliburton, Hasbro. And some calls on Lulu, Roblox, NXPI, Facebook, a lot more. So don't go away. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. Like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Welcome back. You may have seen the story yesterday uh, in the journal. Way overplayed, in my opinion. Uh, but Leslie Picker reporting on it for us as well. Much more uh, down, down, the, down the straightaway. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, Apollo might want to consider financing a must bid for Twitter. Okay. That doesn't mean much anything, does it? Uh, why? Well, because, yeah, they have a huge credit fund. And, Jim, we've been talking about private credit funds lately. <laughs> Remember financing LBOs, whether it's Blackstone or Blue Owl or Aries or Apollo. This is a huge product area for 
private equity or for alternative asset managers, more appropriately. I am so glad and, you framed it this way. Yeah, of course. And you know what? Everybody's happy to get their name in the little right, marketing. Right. It's a, it's, yeah. it's, they put up a shingle. Hey, yeah. look at us. Yeah. We can do this. Yeah. Apollo's not going to throw equity in this. No. Yeah, they got approached by somebody. Would you consider maybe combining Yahoo? And then we throw in some money. It seems unlikely. Much more so is if, in fact, Musk does move ahead and he actually ever is asked to provide financing specifics and does so that perhaps Apollo would be there behind his mountain of equity, which gets back to the bigger issue, which is the more I report, the less I believe there's anybody else that really could show up here. Um, Private equity is not real. That's also marketing. I'm sorry, Orlando Bravo. Good for you. Right. You're not doing this deal. I mean, come on. David, Uh, what do you hear about? The equity check would need to be 30, 40 Bill, you can't lever this asset effectively. The rates of return don't work for you. What are you going to do, seven private equity firms? No. no. Um, and strategics. Disney, no way. No. Salesforce, I'll leave it to you. Uh-uh, no way. No way. Um, Snap. Are you kidding me? Okay. I'm out of ideas. So, Elon Musk, it's all yours. You just David. actually figure out if you can pay what they want you to pay, which is probably starting with a six. I keep hearing and the best and final. Yeah is the big sticking point. He's best in final. Well, if he's best in he's final at 5420. He's talked to the board a lot. Yeah, I, I haven't heard that he has talked to the board a lot. I've That's heard what I'm getting, some, getting the other side. I've heard there's been oh, a, since a bit of now. back and forth. Right. But really all it comes down to is the board saying, show us your financing. By the way, world's richest man. Yeah, he can do it. We know that. But how's he going to do it? Is he really going to choose to put that much of his net worth at risk? Um, maybe. No. Has a plan. Can't doubt Musk, right? I mean, you really can't. I totally the man real. sends giant rockets that they're going to go to Mars soon. It's incredible. But uh, that's what the board's got to figure out. And, you know, good luck finding somebody else to step up okay. here. Uh, it just doesn't appear to be the case. So the, the stock's reflecting that to a certain extent. But Brett, Brett Taylor wants process-oriented guy. Brett Taylor, they're, they're, uh, they're the chairman run. of the board, who also Salesforce is co-CEO. And the board is filled with heavyweights. This is not yes. a hack board. No. Even and, although Joe, uh, although Dorsey doesn't seem to like him. No, but I, that I was just, weird. I think that that I wish that Musk would just go up a little and then it's game set match. I mean, yeah. look, there's people, there are people who just say, "This is this is what I'm hearing." If you want to come at us for not having created any value, you get the company. They've created no value. No, they haven't. And meanwhile, Musk, a good piece by Matt Winkler, old friend uh, at Bloomberg. Which Elon Musk appreciated. Uh, Did you love that? I mean, number one in this, number one in that. Greatest of all time. And he's like, you know, a kid. So I just think that if you think that, you know, Jack Dorsey ran two companies and one did better. Uh, right. Now, uh, by the way, you're paying for it and then it's over and it's a private company. So it's not like there's any constituency. The only constituency that should matter that board for the most part is shareholders. Right. And well, getting them the best price. And yeah. I don't know. I believe that they don't think 5420 is the best price. Yeah. But to your point, management thus far has not been able to perhaps fulfill the ambitions of so many shareholders that say this should be a far more powerful and profitable, profitable, not powerful, profitable company. They are working on um, something. By the way, I mean, Musk came after them for their ownership as a percent of their net worth. They probably own more Twitter stock than he does as a percent of net worth, which right, is a good I, way to measure it. But Musk points out, I mean, they're not users. I mean, they don't use it. it. So they don't know the experience of it. I think one of the things they are developing that I really like is you'll be able to block certain words. So I can take the words of the late George Carlin and block them. I know. I still 
seven words, which yeah. you use pretty seven much consistently. Words. You mean beyond muting a word on your feed? Yeah, I can make it so that word can't come up. Cannot so, come yeah, up. Yeah, so why would you do it? Jimmy Chill says, thank you. Meanwhile, if you're Argerwall, you're, you're, either way, you're like, either you sell or you're going to have Musk on you. Even if he sells and the stock goes back well, to the 30s, thing. he's still going to be on They you. don't know what to do. I mean, to some degree, Musk is like your worst nightmare. Yes. He tweets around the clock around that you're, the clock. A, a, you're an idiot. And he's just Can you imagine if I tweeted every minute it's, that you're an idiot? You would eventually say, I don't so, want to be your partner. It's so distracting. Hmm. Just cut the thought. If you do that every minute, I mean, it would take a lot to make me not be your partner. Must but that tweets could be every it. minute. I got up at 3.30s tweeting. He's attacking people and then praising people. Uh, he, does, he, he replies. He's active in the replies. He, That's the point. He actually goes to that his mentions column. I go to my mentions column, and my kids say, you know, Dad, Dad why do you not hang yourself? And I said, well, you know, <laughs> I always, you know, kind of, it's because the Ferragamo ties. It's like, ruin the, ruin the tie. If I had, like, a Brooks Brothers tie, kill myself. Uh. What? No, you're right. Your mentions column's horrible. <laughs> I, I, I try not to look. You can't, because... Frightening. It, you know, I mean, there's people who might have a... Jeffrey Dahmer, the mentions <laughs> column is probably worse for him. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash. Countdown to the opening bell here, which is coming up in about eight minutes. Don't go anywhere. Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with P. Jim, a leading global asset manager. Time for a mad dash. You know, we really didn't get to J&J's earnings uh, at the top of the show, so let's right. do it now. All right, I love this quarter. I'll tell you why. People have to look underneath the hood. Oh, good. This was down six and a half when they reported. The amazing thing about this is the tremendous growth in medtech. It had been very weak, particularly during COVID. Now, David, do you remember that when you had, your kids were little, they didn't just become 17, 18. Do you remember the song Head and Shoulders, Knees and Toes? Yes. Hips up 11%, knees up 8%. Those are major uh, market share gains. And then, David, the consumer... It's being valued, the consumer unit. If you valued it, like the way that Smith Klein is valued, yeah. the thing would be up huge. So I really like it on a breakup basis. Well, People it is breaking mo- up. I mean, that's. Well, no, but I'm saying it was down six, I okay? Know. And that was just but stupid. We sometimes stupid, forget stupid. it is a long way in the future still for the split, but that is happening, correct? But the valuation is too low versus the part. Right. David, you often tell me, you often say, SOTP. Yes. Which I always thought was like the sound of Philadelphia Some of the reverse. Parts, correct. Well, the sound, some of the parts here is like two. And in this bucks. case, you can actually do it, and it means something because at some point you're going to have a separate company here. Yes. Uh, of consumer. Well, I just think that, you know, you have like things like contact lens up double digit. What? Did like everybody decide that they're nearsighted? I mean, come on. There's growth here that is just shocking. The only place that is a little weird yeah. China. I mean, China has become, when you speak with people in business about China, it's almost as if they've chosen to have a, a, a kind of a slower GDP, uh, not giving them the health care. 
it's it's odd. They did settle for almost 100 million with the state of West Virginia for yeah. opioids. Uh, well, you know, opioid is pretty much behind them. Remember, they were really the distributor of yes. uh, our friends at per- your friends at Purdue. Is that? Can I call you that? No. No. Uh, and uh, again, I, I like I like the packaging. They're cancer franchise. Thank heavens. They are really uh, multiple myeloma. You don't have any parts yet, do you? No knees. Nothing. No, I, I still well, got my orig- shoulders. You got, I got my original stuff. You're all original. I can still right, go through right to, you know, in the, without when setting off the metal detector. Yeah, I don't yeah. set up. No, I don't set up the metal detector. All right. Is that like veiled reference to how old I am? No. It's saying how what great shape you are, how well preserved. We got an opening bell coming up. Keep your eye on Lululemon today. It's going to open higher in a pretty mixed tape. Truist goes to buy uh, and increases their target from 390 to 495, Jim, largely on the idea that upper income consumers are where you want to be in an inflationary environment. It dovetails with exactly what uh, Brian went in said. The, up, the upper scale consumers doing incredibly well. Um, you know, they've got an analyst meeting tomorrow, but you know, when I speak to them, I just keep realizing it's a bigger market, bigger market, bigger market. This is what hybrid has done. This is the preferred dress for wealthier, you know, upper middle. And, you know, the price point is much higher than everybody else's and no discount. So I continue to believe that the stocks will buy. There's still eight people haven't come around. Eight people still have a whole lot. They'll all, I think, they'll capitulate. Uh, got some other calls, increases on Capri, Tapestry as well. Decent you know, retail environment here. You no, know, and those are people who actually do supply. They actually look at whether... Uh, Business is better, March tracking better for them. Boy, this March is a really interesting moment. Some guys are just doing so much better, but it tends to be companies that uh, cater to the wealthy. Right. And yet we know if you listen to Brian, to Bank of America, you know, people are spending again. But it, it seems like that a disproportionate number of the rich people are spending. Traveling, buying things. Uh, Everybody's traveling, but the rich people, geez, they're, I guess they can't buy a car, so they're buying everything else. Well, a big part of the Delta quarter was the premium business. Yeah, oh, we talked geez. about that yesterday. And wait, you get rid of the mask, David, you'll be able to, you know, have a cocktail. Well, you already do take your mask off to have a cocktail. No, but, but you, you feel defensive. Don't well, you, sip, you, you sip the Diet Coke the entire flight? I sure do. Yes. The whole time I have a Diet Coke. Always. It's like, hey, what are you doing? I got Diet Coke. <laughs> Don't make me put my mask on. Um, that reminds me, at Milken, the Milken Conference last October, they had monitors who went around seeing if you had a fake cup of coffee because oh, they were so on. mask conscious. They would actually pick your coffee up to see whether it was empty. And if it was, they're like, mask on. You make it sound like it's a... It was L.A. It was L.A. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, yeah. you but got people you know, wandering around outside there with nobody within 300 yards of them wearing masks. Well, I, I, I want to listen to Phil today. I, I think it's going to matter a lot. But, you know, people are trying I was on extremely full flight to Oaxaca. Yeah, I, Oaxaca. I've been on a lot of planes lately. They've been full every time. Extremely Mask full mandate doesn't seem to be inhibiting anybody's people will desire travel to anywhere. travel. People will travel. David Akron, jammed. Well, by the way, we should mention airline stocks are going to lead you this morning. On, on the prospect, I guess, Jim, that people will be have even one fewer reason to not travel. I think so. I mean, you know, everyone, as soon as you get into the airport, you put the mask on. It's a chill factor. Will you look at that? That's ridiculous. Oh, come on. I mean, what, like double the number of people going to fly? There's not enough seats anyway. It's 
through. Or it's going to be full it's flight got, to, it's you know, Michigan. More capacity. And by the way, they also may be employee constrained. We've had a lot oh, of reports about really, the need yeah. for Helene Becker yesterday joining us, talking about the, the uh, job fairs that, that uh, any large uh, you should uh, listen, you airlines should, are holding to try to find employees. Listen to the J.B. Hunt call. I mean, they have like job fairs like around the clock to find truck drivers. And it's not necessarily because people are afraid they'll be replaced by machines. It's just that people, they're not here. I mean, where are they? Where would they, they go? I don't know, Jim. What? I don't know. Help me. J.B. Hunt shouldn't be down. That's crazy. I'm tired of this stuff. The negative, oh, I'm sorry. The negativity is just ridiculous. I mean, come on. Do you know how many downgrades there were today and number cut? I mean, I was like, other than, jeez, I mean, other than the Cap- Capri and Tapestry, yep, yep. I've got, David, because this is for the investing club. I don't know if you remember. I have 29 negative pieces of research. This is crazy. You, you have been, you said street's been really uh, relentlessly negative. NXPI, uh, city oh. cuts to neutral. Uh, margin expansions largely played out. They go from 240 to 190. What kind of call was that? They can print money. Oh, and then there's always like, oh, PCs, PCs. Okay, so everybody bought a PC. The only, here's the number, here's one, Norwegian Cruise City raised the price target but keeps it in neutral. Thank you. Archer Daniels Midland is downgraded by being, they're printing money. Printing. Oh, yeah. ADM? Yeah. But I, I think there's got to be some concern there, doesn't there, about food shortages? I mean, this corn's yeah. at $8 a bushel. I mean, we may not be talking enough about what could be coming because it's still early told, days. I'm worried about famine. Famine breeds revolution. Right. Thankfully, that won't occur here, but we still could have shortages of certain things. Well, I just think that if you're China and you're the government, you're thinking, well, you know, let's not be too hard. But they're zero COVID at the same time the J&J has too many vaccines. I mean, that is such a political move that it's frightening that you would let that happen to your people, that you could solve this. At least people out of the hospital. You think it's pride? You think it's pride messing with them? No, it's pride. Dealing with enough people who are just saying, look, I see J&J. Look at this. What I tell you? It was down six when I got in this morning. Yeah. This thing's a smoke show. (laughs) What? What did I say? (laughs) That's the number one Dow component this morning, even though they did, Jim, suspend their vaccine revenue well, guide. Yeah. Chinese, the Chinese, I mean, I'm not, I shouldn't be laughing. But the reason why this thing, people didn't understand it is because uh, people didn't, they acted as if it was a really important quarter on earnings. David, it's nothing to do with earnings. The breakup. Right, but the breakup kind of came and went, and obviously it's a long time in coming. In the same way that GEs is, these are going to happen over a long period of time. True. It just didn't seem to grab the uh, attention and or generate a lot of excitement amongst investors. Well, I, I'm increasingly positive about the GE, some of the parts, because of the energy business and what has to happen in Europe. Mm-hmm. That's like the only company that's really benefited from it. Not, and they're not profit. This is not used to be. Right. But, uh, wow, it's not some well. No, no. Again, back to the point. I think there was an expectation when they said, right, hey, we're going to become three companies. So that would be viewed right. as a positive. David, how come you um, not Amer- mentioned American Campus? I'm going to. I'm going to do it as a Faber report. So stay tuned. Oh, because there's okay. a lot going on with that deal uh, beyond right. just the deal itself. Can we come to Netflix, which I, is going to report oh my tonight? God. That's yeah. like Karnak. It's amazing, isn't it? Right. Having worked together for so many years, I think yeah. you could just Trotsky. All. Russian prune juice. Mm-hmm. Ice pick. Bad. <laughs> uh, Netflix, which, by the way, Jim, has traded down 
for 13 of the last 15 earnings well, that's prints. That's good. We want, you know, finally they've wrenched out the expectations. My God, the stock's down 44% for this year. Well, David, everybody's got us streaming. Isn't that the point? Yeah, Everybody but I guess streaming. going into this quarter, our, our expectations so low that there's very little they could do to make people run away even more. I watch more on Hulu than I watch on Netflix. Okay. So that is indicative of what? The, well, I'm saying that water cooler talk is not as much Netflix as you say. Like, you always have to ask, hey, what is that on? It's on Apple. You know, Apple. Really? It's on Hulu. So in your mind, if they, it, there still could be downside. I'm just drawing well, from just, your inference here that I you watch just, more they, Hulu. Well, I just think that what I'm saying is, is that the stock is down every day because people just say, hey, I've got I don't have enough time to what remember when we would always come on Reed Hastings and say, listen, their real enemy is time. Well, yeah. yeah, time to be able to watch my Hulu shows and my Netflix shows. Wow. Uh, well, B of A over the weekend said it's you can't even really call it a covid winner anymore. It's underperformed the triple Q's by 36 percent since covid began. Oh, man. Wow. Seems strange, right? That is incredible. I, you know, you've got, it's right up there with, with Zoom. Hey, David, I had Zoom on. They've got some things in the pipe. Do they? Making whiteboard available? Well, they've got, the, you know, art, artificial intelligence, conversational artificial intelligence. You're like doing a sales call, mm-hmm. and they can hear when you're saying, uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, when you say, uh. They cut that out? Well, they, you can learn not to say it. I see. Those, all those things that we do to extend our while we're thinking That's about what, an actual word. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> so good. Okay. Uh, thanks for that. <laughs> no problem. I think that Zoom is still overvalued. It sells at 30 times earnings. hasn't gotten to really one. People are looking for a down, down year next year. Can't buy a stock with a down year. So they have to come up with something. How are you doing over there with um, Peloton? Uh, 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 what? No, I'm asking about the ultimate COVID stuff. Um, yeah, well, we're looking at Zoom, Peloton, DocuSign. I don't know. I'm thinking about all of them. None of them have done very well. No, because the pandemic is an epidemic. Yes. Apparently, a lot of them were owned by hedge funds. We maybe have not we're talked enough about the terrible performance. performance for the first quarter of so many hedge funds. Oh, my. Wow. I mean, th- we're talking about double-digit declines. Yes. These guys are, instead of making hundreds of millions, they're only going to make like tens of millions. I know. It's terrible. Fundraiser time. You want to, what's the biggest winner consistently? Other than Tesla, Prologis. Really? PLD, I got them on tonight. Amazon, warehouse. David should have gone in a warehouse. You know how, like, in uh, uh, The Graduate, mm-hmm. plastics? Mm-hmm. Warehouses. Warehouse. Exactly. How do you mean? <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Blackstone got Holds that. Up. Blackstone got that memo. Might be a good time to transition to a favor report this morning as we take a look at who will be the guest on Mad Money tonight as well. Because uh, their B REIT, the Blackstone REIT, they've, they've been very active in that area. But as Jim mentioned earlier, active again today with the purchase of American Campus Communities. It's a $13 billion transaction. Uh, and it's two of the Blackstone funds. Uh, it's both uh, the B REIT, which I've talked about a bit, but want to talk right. a bit more about because it's such an important product overall in the real estate industry and what it's meant there. Uh, as well as it is also their uh, Blackstone property. It's a core fund. You know, targeting like a seven, roughly a 7% return. But there's a look at American Campus uh, this morning. Of course, uh, the deal did represent, uh, what was it, a 14% premium to yesterday's The stock had been going up. stock had been going up. It had been going up. And by the way, the cap rate 
4.25%. A couple of interesting things to note here at that cap rate. That was a cap rate that might have prevailed at the end of last year before rates moved up appreciably. And yet, despite that move up in rates, you're still talking about cap rates of less of 4.25%. And by the way, that's before CapEx. That's before SG&A. And so you really are talking about what? Returns of perhaps in the high threes, something along those lines. Student housing is what we're, uh, what the key portfolio is here. Usually does trade at a spread to traditional rentals. There may be more risk, of course, because if you lose the tenant, you're not going to get a new one, right? Kids come for the uh, semester and or the full year. Um, but again, the fact that asset prices have really not come down despite that ramp up in rates is an important one here, uh, as well as the overall growth of this BRE. What a product. Uh, it started not that many years ago, still taking in roughly $3 billion a month. It's one of the largest REITs out there. This is perpetual capital being put to use. Talking about roughly a 4% dividend. There has been capital appreciation. High net worth individuals approached by their broker. It might go something like this. Yeah, 4% dividend. It's Blackstone. It's real estate. They're the experts. Look at what they've done. Been capital appreciation as well. And it's an inflation hedge. You don't have enough real estate in your portfolio. And boom, every month that adds up to $3 billion more a, a, a month going into this thing. That's why they need to spend it. And by the way, Starwood's got one called the s right. that takes in about a billion a month. The, the numbers are staggering in terms of what's come in here uh, and what will continue to and what it's meant really for the prices, therefore, that, that they're willing to pay. And again, they're not the most aggressive investors here. They use some leverage. Perhaps in this deal, they won't use any leverage. I don't know specifically. You know, maybe they'll put leverage on at a later date uh, because it would appear that they'd have positive leverage right now. Maybe they think rates are going to come down. But, Jim, it's been an interesting asset class, to say the least. And this B-read has been... B-REIT has been the leader. Again, not a publicly traded REIT, but one of the largest out there. And every month getting bigger and bigger with bigger investments and big deals like this one uh, that they are at least a part of. They're not the sole buyer. They're buying it with the other uh, Blackstone funds. You can't give up on things just because the Justice Department or FTC are tougher. Because this is a deal. This company had the stickiest uh, payments because its parents paying for kids. They tend to pick areas where it's uh, nice dorms, you know, basically dorms their parents are paying for. Yep. And, and Carl, one of the, one of the things I, I've always, I mean, I recommended this stock two weeks ago is... Wow, it, good recommendation. Thank you. <laughs> is that I thought coming out of COVID, this thing would, you know, people would come back to school. But, I mean, I didn't think it would, like, get a bid. I mean, you know, it wasn't that long ago that people were staying at home. So it's a gutsy, gutsy move. But I do think that I've always liked anything that involves... Uh, parents paying for kids, having done that. The helicopter uh, parent yes. dynamic. It has yes. it, I mean, enrollment trends are still questionable, right? If, if you look at Chegg, for example. Don't you think that's why that's amazing confidence in people returning? Chegg people worried about. I don't know why. I mean, geez, I put a lot of stuff. I mean, the stock's had to move. But, you know, David, I look at these REITs, and we had Ventos. Bringing mm-hmm. the building. Yeah, I saw uh, Debbie here. Yeah. Deb Caffarel, and, yeah. and there's a tremendously, uh, you know, I think tremendously undervalued REIT. That you know, there's been you, the yields low, but there's yeah. been a lot of talk. You know, there's been activists. And yep. Activists are pretty much everywhere. What a pain in the butt they are. I mean, they, they accomplish anything. Sometimes they do. What? Yeah. Name, Without name a something. doubt. Oh, come right. on. There's plenty, of, uh, there's plenty of examples where they've accomplished something. Certainly getting a company sold is something we right. see often. In fact, 
uh, Zendesk, for example. Some hey, what do you think of Zendesk? I, you know, I, I've done spotty reporting here and there. The fact the Catalyst was hired. The question is, is it real? But Quatron, they get hired to sell stuff, uh, and Zendesk is I up saw that. about I see, 5%. Yeah, I thought, that's expensive. Um, expensive I heard stock. That. Yeah, remember their deal to acquire Momentum uh, died. I did that other story on that uh, director, Carl Bass. But, um, you know, we'll see. They haven't scheduled the meeting at Zendesk, uh, and no. so a lot of people were waiting for that. And they are in a fight with Jana uh, over directors. So there's a case where if they were to try and outrun the proxy fight by selling the company, yeah, There's an activist true. that had an impact. They're losing money and probably lose money next year. I don't know. By the way, we haven't mentioned Hasbro either. Speaking of that, uh, it is a miss, but revenue is ahead. And they raised the full-year guide, Jim. Yeah, look, I mean, Hasbro's had issues with, like many of these companies, you know, supply chain. So maybe, again, people think maybe it's easing. I don't know. Uh, you know, look, we know that they lost their CEO, and so people feel that you know, maybe it's just time to lose the company. Also putting a number on the revenue hit from Russia, Ukraine, about $100 million. You know, I, we're finding who did and who didn't do business there. And, you know, there's a lot of companies that were doing a lot of business there. And, you know, David, we didn't know. Yeah. Well, SAP we just announced plans to exit well, after the, all this time. In the end, you're not, you know, as, as the war, be, you know, I was reading uh, um, a lot about Chechnya and the war there. It, it, it's playing out for events like this. They kept getting rid of their generals and trying to get tougher and tougher and tougher. And uh, in the end, they just leveled Rosny. And they just they leveled it twice, by the way. They leveled it in 96 and then they leveled it again in 2000. Uh, but when Putin came in, when he because they lost the first war from Yeltsin, Putin basically just said, look, shoot, I don't care if you kill a lot of Russians. And so during the war, there was this sense of, wow, we're killing our own people. Uh, but Putin didn't care. So we're seeing a bit of that Putin again. Yep. We're definitely watching, uh, tragically, the situation in the east, uh, what they're calling the second phase of this offensive. Right. Um, Dow is up 200, and we're back above 4,400. Morning, Bapasani. Carl, uh, about even on the advanced decline line at the open. It's getting a little better in the last five minutes. And I like what I see because some groups that have been in a little bit of trouble in the last week are looking a lot better. The transports have stabilized. Uh, they were down around 240 uh, just a few days ago, and they've been looking a lot better. Another group looking better in the last few days uh, are bank stocks. Goldman's had a nice couple of uh, days put together. Uh, that always helps. Another group looking better is home building stocks. Uh, Remember what a disastrous first quarter uh, we had for them on rising rates and concerns about high prices. Uh, they have also started stabilizing. So three important groups have looked a lot better. Of course, energy has been the leader throughout the whole year. Not surprised it's taking a little bit of a break uh, today. What's not taking a break uh, is Halliburton, which is hitting another new high. This is one of those perpetual stocks on the new one of those stocks on the perpetual uh, new high list. Uh, it's down a little bit, but it was uh, up right at the open. And boy, what a quarter they had. Now, the actual top line numbers were about in line with expectations. But you want to look at some of the commentary. Uh, there's a good reason that oil services have been the market leader. Look at some of these comments they made today. A multi-year up cycle is underway. This is from the, uh, the earnings release. They're seeing higher prices. They're seeing very strong customer demand and a sold out equipment market. What's that mean? They are the equipment market. They're the people that are selling the equipment. They're saying they can't get the stuff out there fast enough to meet the demand. 
That's a pretty strong statement. When the equipment maker says we have a sold out equipment market, that's a bullish comment. Then, they, of course, they talked about uh, supply and demand, significant tightness across the entire oil and gas chain. It doesn't get more bullish in terms of the commentary than that. Of course, the market knows this. We've been talking about it for weeks now. And the stock markets from the very beginning of the year has reflected the belief that this was going to be an amazing number. We're seeing earnings estimates 200 percent higher than the same quarter last year for the first quarter. So Halliburton up 80 percent. Transocean, Baker Hughes, Schlumberger. These are these are the guys who sell the equipment that actually gets the oil and gas out of the ground. Oil, equi- uh, oil and gas uh, equipment manufacturers. So that's the key story here. Uh, elsewhere, I want to know. We always talk about inflation in terms of commodity costs and inflation in terms of uh, uh, companies that make things, and yet we're even seeing inflation. In the insurance space, believe it or not, having a nice chat with my old producer, Robert Hum, this morning about travelers numbers. Uh, and here's what they noted here. These are renewal premiums. This is what they're charging for the above beyond the existing policies. Business insurance, 9.1 percent higher. Bond and specialty insurance, 12 percent higher for the for the premiums. Homeowners policies, 12 percent higher. Autos. There's the laggard right there. That's interesting. Only 3% higher. I guess my point here, Carl, is that we're seeing inflation right across the board, even in a service that you would think doesn't have a lot of commodities or anything associated with it, but does have things like, for example, labor costs associated with it. So pay attention to that. Travers, by the way, is down today, even though they did raise uh, their dividend. Carl, back to you. All right, Bob. Thank you. Uh, Bob Pisani. A reminder, you can get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Just sign up and find out more at cnbc.com slash join the club. Or as always, use the QR code on your screen. As we go to break, take a look at the bond report. Check out treasuries. We did get uh, to three-year highs. The long bond above three today. And we'll be looking for some commentary uh, later on today. By the way, Nat Gas is one reason uh, the tape in general is higher. Some relief off of yesterday's crazy upside action. Yeah. We'll be right back. We mentioned this relief. We're getting a bit in that gas today, down 8%. One reason S&P's up 28 and every sector is green, with the exception of energy. Dow session or opening highs up 250 here. We'll take a break and be right back. Jim, what's on Matt tonight? All right, so we've got Prologis, as I mentioned earlier. That's just a, a runaway freight train. And why is that? Because there's warehouses for uh, e-com. Uh, Puck Power, interesting deal with Walmart. Uh, green hydrogen. We've got to go over that. The stock was up three initially. It's coming down. And then Brian went in with, I thought, the best bank uh, earnings of the quarter. Best really bank remarkable. of the quarter. Oh, yeah. Easy. Actually, easy. It, just easy. I, mean, I, I, I got to hand it to them. A lot of it is how much they spent on technology. Right. Way before everybody else did. That's why I'm not, you know, not supposed to say who you use or not. But I just find Zell me. We said Erica yesterday made. they They're had the, like this. They had the Erica. quarter you probably wish Wells had had. Right. Yep. True. Yep. Had to bring that up. Okay. Uh, That's all right. We'll see you tonight. So that Wells quarter I felt down in Oaxaca. <laughs> That's how far that reach was. Uh, Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, 
but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.